You're listening to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport, the Wednesday edition. And welcome. We're glad you could join us today. We need to make just a short announcement, if I may. This is a worldwide prayer ministry where you, the listener, become prayer warriors and prayer partners for Christ, praying for the salvation of the lost, for those to accept Jesus Christ, and when they've accepted Him, to encourage them to find a Bible-believing church in their area, to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. This broadcast is worldwide ministry of believers and non-believers alike, of every denomination and every belief. We are a non-denominational broadcast associated with Pastor Davenport Ministries and the Base Church of Gospel of Faith Church. It is an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit church. And we, we here at Broadcast Spiritual Awareness Broadcast Studios are located in Fort Mojave, Arizona. And we want you to be a part of this ministry. Now I wonder, would you bow your head for an opening prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you would just bless us and we invite the Holy Spirit to come and be a part of this broadcast with us today. Father, I ask your blessing upon each and every prayer warrior and prayer partner out there today that are listening in the sound of my voice. Father, I just ask that you would just anoint them with thy spirit, O Lord God, and just be with them, Lord. Lay thy healing hand upon those that are, are, have inequities upon them, Lord God. And Father, I pray for those that are, are there with sin upon them, O Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that you would be with those that, that, that are, are out of work, Lord God. Those that are facing bankruptcy. Those that are, are, are not receiving unemployment at the time, Lord. Those that are hurting. Those that are suffering from drug addiction and alcoholism. Father, just lay your hands upon them right now. Those that are homeless, those that are doing without, those that are hungry, feed them, Lord God. Be with the doctors and the nurses as we still are struggling with this virus. And as we fasted and prayed on the 6th of May, Lord God, I ask that you would answer that that prayer, that fasting prayer, and, and give us a vaccine for this nasty pestilence that has befallen America and the world. And bless us, Lord God. Open our minds and our spirit and our soul to receive of this word that we are about to hear. And thank you for this series that we've been through on Wednesday nights. And and let us complete this series tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen and Amen. Well, praise be to God. Here we are at the end of May already, and we're going to finish up this series on You Matter. Our next Wednesday series will begin on June 3rd, a seven-part series message called The Abundant Life. You won't want to miss that one. But today we'll finish up the You Matter series with a part four, You Matter to Me. The scripture reading today will be from Matthew 13, verse 44 through 46. So let's dig in and dig right in and and grab your Bibles and join with me. It's been a great little series. We've gotten some wonderful feedback from many of you, from your letters and your emails that we've received. 
it seemed to be a great little sermon series. Uh, a lot of compliments on it. So, so here's what we've talked about during this series. One was your, your life is significant. Say that with me. Your life is significant. There's a reason why you're still here. You see, grace sees your past, but it, it's more concerned about your future. Forgiveness, fear, and doubt are to be expected, but, but not obeyed. God's grace is big enough. Your past doesn't define you. Say that with me. My past doesn't define me. Say it again. Your past doesn't define you. That's awesome. You have purpose. You're special. Your life can make a difference. Born with a purpose, fulfill that purpose. You've been born with a purpose. We need to fulfill that purpose. We need to draw it out of each other because you matter. Amen? You matter. God wants to use you. And your past doesn't define who you are. And in three, we said that you matter to God. So in, in the first one, in, in number one, the first, the first series, number one, we said that your life is significant. And in the in then second part of the series, we said that you had a purpose, that you were special, that your life may, can make a difference. That you were born with a purpose and we needed to figure out how to fulfill that purpose. Amen? And then in, in number three of the series, we said that you matter to God. And that you matter to this broadcast. And that you matter to me, Pastor Davenport. And that God loved you. And he still loves you. And he cares about you. And he wants to touch your life. And that you're worth investing in. Amen. See, identity is not found in the world, but in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Right where you're sitting right now, right where, wherever you may be, can you just shout amen? I hear you're going amen. 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 You see, you're, you're getting it. You're, you're starting to get it. Hallelujah. You're getting that anointing of the Spirit. Praise God. Your, your fulfillment will come from God. Because your past doesn't define you. So today, I want you to understand that you matter to me. Say that with me. You matter to me. In Matthew 13, 44 through 46, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. And in his excitement, he hid it again and he sold everything that he owned to get enough money to buy that field. Verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on a lookout for a choice pearls. And when he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and he bought it. And it seemed that many people struggled with identity of saying, who am I? Do, you, do I really matter? How many times have we said that? Does my life make a difference to anyone? Does anyone even notice me? Does anyone really care about me? I wonder, how have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt that way in your life? Come on, be honest now. On your job, at home, many of you, many of you felt like that, right? You got to be honest. I wonder how long that treasure has hidden in that field. Apparently, the owner of the field did not put it in there 
or he would never have sold the field. Before he could gather the treasure, he had to buy the field. He had to invest in it. He had to make his taken uh, the treasure legally. No one could accuse him of taking what didn't belong to him. But he was no dummy either. He knew a treasure when he saw it. And he was willing to do whatever it took. Whatever he had to do to get that treasure, he was going to get it. But I want you to understand something. Jesus is telling us a parable here. He, he, he's, not he's not talking about silver and gold. Jesus is teaching us something about the kingdom of God here. The treasure Jesus is talking about is not money. It's not gold. It's people. Jesus is talking about people. It's people around us. He's perhaps even talking about you yourself right here. Jesus values people. That's what's dying on the cross. That's what dying on the cross was all about. It was about people. And through this parable, he's showing you and I what you have to do in order to reach people. How to reach the lost. He said this man went to and he sold all that he had and he brought a field. He bought this field. He sold everything. He sold his house, his land, his livestock, everything that he owned. Why? That's how valuable this treasure was to him. He understood the value of what he had found. And I wonder, I wonder how many people walked past this treasure before the man found it. I wonder how many times it was walked over or walked around or ignored. You know what I'm talking about here. You know where I'm going, don't you? Look inside your soul. Look inside your heart. You know where I'm going. How many times did the treasure wonder if it would ever be appreciated again? Would it ever be of value to someone again? I wonder if the treasure at some point might have developed an identity crisis. How many times did it cry out? Does anyone care about me? Does anyone value me? Does anyone even notice me? How many times have you cried out? You see, Jesus wasn't talking about silver or gold here. He was talking about people. He might have been talking about you. Understand something. Not having a sense of self or struggling with identity issues may lead to depression, may lead to anxiety, may lead to other psychological health problems in addition to even physical health problems. All of which lead to spiritual problems. And if it's not taken care of, it can lead to suicide. Are you listening to me? I'm talking to you out there today. When a person doesn't know who they are in Jesus Christ, they have issues. That's a whole other sermon. But we need to begin to figure out who we are in the spiritual awareness of Jesus Christ. What is our purpose in life? And how much does the Son of the living God care for us? Let me see how far did he stretch out his arms for you and for me. Can I say something right here? You matter to me. 
I care about you. I pray for you. I worry about you. I'm not preaching to put anyone down here today. I'm preaching to lift you up. You have value. You have worth. You mean something to me. You mean something to this ministry team. See, if we live in a world where people are struggling to find themselves, trying to discover who they are, what their purpose is, why, and if their life is significant, I want you to know your life matters to me, and it matters to Jesus Christ, and it matters to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is there. They love you, and they're willing to die on the cross for you. Oh, praise God. All you need to do is reach out, reach out, and claim your place in heaven. I'm going to suggest something here for a moment. What I'm talking about right now may not make any sense to some of you. You may have had the right parents, the right teachers, the right mentors that have helped you in your life to find out who you really are. And you give you the self-worth that your life needs to be fulfilled. But understand most people deal with some sort of insecurity, some sort of self-worth issues. And I'm not here today to really talk about uh, how our own personal needs, really, except to say that most of all of us have them. But what I hope in the next few minutes to help us understand are that the needs that other people have to finding their purpose and their self-worth in their lives. Now, we all know that these things can really only be found when we come into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But I wonder, I wonder if the people we meet throughout our days and our weeks feel like they have value to us. I wonder if they know how much we really, truly care about them. What have we done? What have we sold? What have we pushed aside in our own lives to say to them, you matter to me? You truly matter to me. What have we pushed aside? What have we said? What have we done? I'm going to spend some time with you. I'm going to take you for dinner. I'm going to sit and listen to your story. I'm interested in what you have to say. You're not just an object to me. You're not just an interruption in my life. I want you to know you matter. You're not just taking up space. The man in the parable sold everything he had to get to a treasure. What are we willing to give up to reach the people around us with the greatest message the world has ever heard? That Jesus loves you. Jesus cared enough about you to die on Calvary's cross for you. You mean something to him. Look at verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on a lookout for choice pearls. And when he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. How many people looked at that pearl? How many people said it's not worth very much? How many other merchants ignored its value? But to this merchant, it was worth more than everything he owned. Why the difference? Why was it worth more to one person than it was worth to someone else? I think they all saw how valuable it was. But only this man was willing to go out of his way to own it. I wonder today, 
Do the people in our lives know how valuable they are to us? Let me just tell you something. If you don't pay the price for that pearl, someone else's or something else will. Again, we're not really talking about pearls here, are we? We're talking about people. You don't know how valuable someone is in your life until they're gone. And then we look over them and say, oh, did I really? Couldn't I have given them a little more time? There's a saying that is a bit overused, but it's very true. People don't care how much you know until you, they know how much you cared. People need to know whether or not they're valuable to you. This is important for us to understand. If we are talking about reaching the world for God, if we're truly going to preach the gospel around the world so that Jesus Christ will come back, how are we ever going to reach them if we're not willing to sell off something in our lives to reach them? We at Gospel of Faith Church, we at the Spiritual Awareness Ministry, ask that, that our prayer warriors and our prayer partners join together at 11 o'clock prayer hour, at 11 o'clock every day around the world, that we just stop, take a breath, and say a short prayer for the salvation of the lost every day at 11 o'clock. Won't you join us for that prayer? In John chapter 4, we find Jesus risking his reputation and the future of his ministry to go to Samaria to speak to a woman who had had five different husbands and who was living with a sixth man at the time. Someone other than people passed by. Someone other than people looked down on, abandoned five times. Someone, I'm sure, had an identity crisis. Someone, I'm sure, felt worthless. Someone who, I'm sure, thought her value was zero. But then Jesus goes out, goes out of his way to speak to her. And not only speaks to her, but ministers to her and talks to her about her life and her relationship with God. He lets her know, you matter to me. Do you know what she did? When she, when he conversions, conversation with her, when he has a conversation with her, he converted her. With Jesus was over. She went and told the heads of the city about Jesus Christ. She went and told everyone she knew about the one who was concerned about her and knew about her. This woman became an evangelist to Samaria, a place where the great revival broke out later in the book of Acts. And everyone else walked past her. Everyone else ignored her. No one else thought that she had any value. But Jesus knew. Jesus knew of her value. And he knew that it, this abused, rejected, and discarded little lady was a revival for the city of Samaria. The currency, the, the currency of a mentor is not money. It's time. It's time. How much time are we willing to spend with that person? How much of our time are we willing to invest in order to bring them to Jesus Christ? We need to understand how valuable it is to other people to know that they matter to us. Take the time to smile at someone. Take the time to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Take the time to say to someone, you matter to me and you matter to God. This world has an identity crisis going on right now. It's wondering if, if, any, if it has any value. It's wondering if anyone really cares about them anymore. 
If we're going to reach them, we're going to reach them because we care. We're going to reach them because we've shown them how valuable they are to us, how much they really, really matter to us, how much they matter to Jesus Christ, how much they matter to God. People aren't interested in how much Bible we know, how much we can thump the Bible. They aren't interested in whether we believe this way or that way. They aren't interested in knowing whether or not we care uh, uh, about this or that. They matter that, that you matter to me, that you matter to them. Do you know what's going on to happen when people who think they have no value to us find out that the listeners of Spiritual Awareness Ministries not only care about them, but are praying every day at 11 o'clock around the world just for them? that they would come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Praise God. Hallelujah. We're not going to be able to contain the blessings that God will pour out upon this world. Hallelujah. I wonder, can you give God praise right where you are? You know, there's nobody there's nobody driving down the road that's going to hear you. You can give praise in your living room. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know. I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but it's already happening. There are people sitting in their living rooms all around the world, in their kitchens, all around this nation and all around the world, in their cars and their trucks right now who are listening because someone picked up a phone and emailed them or, or, or called them or emailed them, sent them a link and invited them to listen to this broadcast. They encouraged them. They loved them. And they went out of their way to let them know they have value. I just got an update from uh, Apple and iTunes that our our uh, podcast or our broadcast has gone international. We're being heard in Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, Morocco, wherever that's called, uh, all around. I'm so excited. I can't hardly talk right now. It's been awesome. Japan, Germany, UK, Australia. I just got off the phone not too long ago with a man that we led to Jesus Christ with a sinner's prayer from Australia. He wants to come on, on July 5th, Sunday, July 5th. We'll be doing a baptize, baptismal uh, over at the Gospel of Faith Church. There will be people there that have been led to the Lord being baptized and a big potluck dinner. Uh, I'll be preaching that day. So come and, and be a part of it. There's some people sitting next to some people listening this morning, and and they're they're pretty cool. Glory to God. That's what this is all about. Someone saying to someone else, "You matter to me." Hallelujah. Come share something with me that has changed my life. You know, come share something that is turning my life around. Come enjoy the touch of God that I feel every Sunday and every Wednesday listening to this worldwide broadcast. Hallelujah. And I want you to know something. There are going to be people that are going to mock you. There are going to be people that razz you. But you know what? The Bible says you need to walk with Christ-like people. People that are walking with you in your journey. And that's, that's what the Bible says. Try Strive to be Christ-like. You have value, my friend. You matter to me. You matter to this broadcast. You matter to those that, that walk beside you. We need to realize the worth of others. Our past do not define us, and, the, and their past do not define them. You keep praying, you keep walking with God, and eventually they're going to get the message, and they'll be walking right beside you. You can't value them if you are judging them. I want to say it again. You can't value them if you're judging them. Judge not, lest ye be judged. If all of you do is look at all that's gone wrong, their life, you'll never see what's, what could go right in their life. 
When you look at others, see hope, see possibilities. They matter to God. Stop looking at their past. The past is the past. That's why it's called the past. Hallelujah. Stop, stop limiting their worth. Stop seeing what they can, can't do and see what they can do. Can't, never could. Praise God. Let them know you matter to me. Tell them that. You know, I heard it said that, that how you feel about the lost will determine the effort that you put forth in winning the lost and what you can teach them. In Mark chapter 6, 36 and 34, and when he went ashore, they're talking about Jesus. It's written in red. That means Jesus said, and when he went ashore, he saw a great multitude and he felt compassion for them because they, they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things in scripture. We all need to have compassion for the souls of people we know and people that, excuse me, that we don't know. And we come, all the people we come in contact with. Many of us work with the homeless. Yep, I'm talking to you folks. You know who I'm talking to. We all work with veterans. We work with the homeless. I want you to understand something. Many of them are homeless veterans. And I have a, I have a calling for homeless vets because I'm a veteran. But it isn't just a job. For the right person with compassion for the lost, it's more than a job. It's a calling. That's why we do it. Most of us know Jesus Christ came to this earth to seek and save the lost. Didn't come for the righteous. He came for the, uh, the, the, the unrighteous. As his disciples and his followers here at Spiritual Awareness, especially in Gospel of Faith Church, it should be our purpose to become engaged in his work and with him as he directs our lives from his very throne in heaven, standing at the right hand of the Father. This passage of Scripture helps us understand that in the order for us to participate in salvation of the lost with our Lord, we must feel what he felt. We must see what he saw. And we must do what he did. Compassion for the lost. The text says he was moved with compassion. Say that with me. He was moved with compassion for them. This tells us he felt about them. Compassion is defined by Webster's Dictionary as a sympathetic consciousness of the condition of others with a desire to alleviate it. The four gospel accounts show us that when Jesus was here on earth, he had compassion for people in different situations and circumstances. On occasion, Jesus felt compassion because people were in lost condition. He wept. He wept, my friend. He had a conscientious, full sympathy with a desire to do something about it. He felt sorry for them. His heart ached for them. The Apostle Paul also had a great compassion and concern for the lost. We see that he wept for the lost, prayed for the lost. Acts 20, 18 and 19, Romans 10, 1 through 3. What do you think about them? How do we feel about them? Do we have compassion for the lost? In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7 through 9, And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obeyed from the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory and the power thereof. Do you realize, my friend, that the lost are precious souls? who are out of the fellowship with God and doomed to everlasting damnation, punishment because of sin, unless they come in obedience to Christ and receive forgiveness of sins. The truth is this. 
We won't attempt to save the lost with Jesus unless first we feel compassion on them because of the seriousness, seriousness of their condition. Why do we want to have compassion on them? So why did Jesus have compassion on these people? And why should we have compassion on them? Well, this verse says it all. They were as sheep, not having a shepherd. In Isaiah 53, 6, it said, When Jesus came forth and saw the great multitude, he saw them as sheep, not having a shepherd, as sheep who had gone astray. The Bible tells us that he is a good shepherd who came to seek the, the lost sheep. Without a shepherd to protect them, sheep are exposed to the dangers of predators. We must have compassion. Compassion. We must, must, must reach out to the lost. And that's what we do at Spiritual Awareness. We reach out to the lost. In Matthew 4, 17, from the time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus went about Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. He healed people as a sign that his message from God. But notice, it mentioned first indicating a place of greater importance. He went teaching in the synagogues. Listen to me. We are here to bring people to Jesus Christ. We're here praying, praying that we can bring those lost sinners to the Lord Jesus Christ. And in Matthew 4, 17 through 23, from, the, from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, we were not born again just to go to church. We were given a power, a power for a much greater task. The Holy Ghost wasn't given to us to shout and to dance and to speak in tongues only. The Spirit of God was given to us to fulfill the will of God. And I believe that that was... That was this broadcast is doing the with your help. You're often you've often said, What can I do, God? What can I do? Well, now you've got that chance. As prayer warriors and prayer partners, you can join with me. And we can do, we can do that. You can join with me in this broadcast in spreading the the, the prayer and 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 join in, in, in a great prayer ministry in spreading the salvation to the lost. John the Baptist was called to be a witness to all mankind. He did, a, he did not lead a, a life of luxury. His life was a wilderness experience. His ministry was to prepare the way of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is your calling to do? To be a prayer partner, a prayer warrior for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Join with me in this ministry of prayer. In Matthew chapter 3, 1 through 8. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness. And saying, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah says, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, making his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel hair and leather and girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out 
to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around about Jordan and were baptized of him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you of flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore the fruits meet of repentance. As Christians, we need to have the same goal as our shepherd, to seek and to save those who are lost. I wonder, I wonder in closing, are you as compassionate as you should be? I want you to know, thanks to our listeners, keep your prayers coming. God bless you. God bless you. If you have problems getting on the web, go to the website. You'll find it there. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on iTunes. But keep your prayers coming at the 11 o'clock hour and pray for us often. We need to know that you're there for us. I want you to know. Listen, my friend, today the calling of God is not inside the church, but the church has to go where the people are, just like Jesus did. We can be like the Pharisees and keep teaching what, what we should do or, or what we can take, but we are taught that reach out to the listeners around the world. Hallelujah. If you claim to have the Holy Ghost, then you should be preparing the way for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ by reaching out to others just like John the Baptist did and Jesus did. Amen. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But ye shall receive power. Say power. Ye shall receive power. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. That's us. That's where we are. This is the same commission John had and Jesus had. And the Spirit was to drive the apostles and the others to take the message of salvation to the lost around the world and tell them about Jesus. And they did just that. Listen to what happened after they received the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 2, verse 14 through 21, But Peter, standing upon the eleven or with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, and be this known unto you and hearken to my voice. For these are not drunk as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days. That's where we are. Saith God, I will pour out the Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters, and shall prophesy... Hallelujah, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and on thy, thy servants and on their handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I will show wonders in the heaven above, the uh, signs on the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor and smoke. And the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great notable day of the Lord shall come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever, say whosoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Praise God. And Peter preached and the result of his preaching produced a salvation of 3,000 souls that day. He didn't send out letters scheduling revival. He didn't go to church only with the message, but he took to the streets. Praise God. 
He took to the streets, friends. Witnessing isn't done in the church. This is where we get encouragement. This is where we get refreshed, refilled, and taught how to live for God. And we become together to rejoice in what Christ has done for us. Praise Jesus. Then we show him how much we appreciate his salvation by sharing the hope of Jesus Christ with a lost world. In Matthew 22, 9 through 11, he said, Go ye therefore, say it with me, Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find bid to marriage. So those servants went out to the highways and the byways, and they gathered together all, say all, as many as they found, both bad and good, and wedding they furnished with guests. And then the king came into the guests. He saw there was a man which had not been wedding garment. And he said to them in Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and 16, he said, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Hallelujah. He, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Mark 16, 20, and they went forth and they preached everywhere and the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs that followed. Amen. Praise God. The command is to go. Say that with me. The command is to go. Will we obey? Will we, church? Will we obey? Are we going to sit in a cushioned pew with gold inlay in the church, stained glass windows, with great big steeples? Is it the steeples or is it the people? Which one is it? They didn't wait for the people to come to church. They went out and they received salvation right where they were. When people repented and believed the gospel, they were baptized and they were filled with the Holy Ghost right there on the spot. Example 8.36, Acts 8.36, and they went on their way. They came into a certain water and a eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth thou hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all mine heart, thou mayest. And they baptized him right then. I want you to know that the Lord of Lords and King of Kings is there where you are today, right where you are, right where you're sitting. Yep, right there where you are, in your living room, in your kitchen, in your vehicle. No matter what you believe, Jesus is sending the Holy Spirit to you right now because you matter to him. You matter to him. I want you to know right now that the Lord of Lords and King of Kings is there with you. And he's asking you. Maybe no one has ever given you the chance. Maybe nobody's ever invited you to say this prayer with me. Maybe you're waiting for that right moment in your life to accept Jesus Christ. Maybe you're waiting for the heavens to open up and the hand of God to come down and grab you by the seat of the britches, or I'm not sure why you're waiting. But I'm going to tell you a story. You can wait too long, and then the devil's got you. See, the devil, devil feels like he owns you already. You know, let's not wait that long. If you wait for that last nail to go in the coffin, it's too late. If you're ready to give your heart to Jesus, the time is right. The time is right. 
There's no great band that's going to play. There's no reveille. It's just you and Jesus. You can hear the music in the background. And I want you to understand. It's a brand new life I'm offering to Jesus Christ. Not me. God. Because you matter to God. I was a sinner. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. There's no that That's our commitment. That's it. That's our sentence. Our sentence is death. When it says the wages of sin is death, that's it. End of conversation. God don't lie. And he don't go back on his word. We can't con our way out of it. That's our sentence. The wages of sin is death. But then it goes on to say the, the gift of God is eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says no one comes to the Father save through the Son. So you can't get to God. You can't get to heaven unless you go through Jesus Christ. And that's because he died on the cross for you and for me. So the choice is yours. And I'm not going to make this great speech that says, you know what? Hey, come on over. It's this or it's that. It's death, hell, and the grave. Or it's Jesus Christ and heaven and eternal life with God. The choice is yours. So today, after listening to this broadcast, if you're ready to make that choice, just follow along with me. You know, Jesus, everybody says, well, you got to follow the Ten Commandments. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. You got to do that. No. What you got to do is say the sinner's prayer. Jesus, when the, when, when the disciples said, listen, what are the greatest commandments here? Bottom line. And Jesus said, I leave you two commandments. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with thy soul and with thy mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. The second is likened unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And on these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. So today, as I close out this, I want to offer you that time for you to pray this simple prayer with me. And if you are listening out there and you've backslidden and you've gotten away from God and you want to join with us with this prayer, say this prayer and get yourself right with God. Dear Lord Jesus, come on, say it with me. Bow your head, say it with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, change my life. I ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Now, my friend, if you prayed that prayer of salvation in, in earnest faith, I mean earnestly, 
you said that. In spiritual awareness with Pastor Danpour would like to personally welcome you into the family of God. You are a new creation. That's what the Bible says. Christ made you a new creation. The old has passed away and all things just became new. You, you're like a brand new baby. You just, Christ's blood just washed you whiter than snow. And we at Spiritual Awareness Ministries are, are so glad that you came upon this broadcast and accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you made probably the most important decision of your life. And God has a wonderful future planned out for you and a unique purpose for your life. Your life has significance. You have a purpose and you have a future. And now that you're a child of God, there's so many benefits that belong to you. Forgiveness of all your sin has just, just been taken care of. Healing for your physical body, mind, and spirits, financial blessings, and the protection. And the Holy Spirit to guide you and teach you in the ways of God. I'd like to suggest you get a Bible and you read the book of John and then go into the book of Acts. But the main thing I want to really emphasize is that you seek out a, a Bible-believing church in your area. And if you're in our northern Arizona area, we're going to be baptizing on July 5th, Sunday, July 5th, at Gospel of Faith Church. Google it. You'll find it. And I just, again, I want to welcome you to the family of God. Praise God. You made the right decision today. Be sure and follow our broadcast. You can find it on Spotify or www.spiritualawareness.net. Now, I want to just make a couple announcements. I've got to get away from the microphone there for a minute. A couple of real quick announcements. Praise God. I'm happy that you did that. Um, we have one of the things that we give for those that uh, support our ministry financially. We've got some embroidered uh, T-shirts with praying hands with the word spiritual awareness across the front. And, and below the praying hands is a prayer warrior across the bottom. It's plain white tea. Then the other one is a picture of Jesus Christ. We got a couple pictures of him uh, with uh, praying, uh, spiritual awareness, and prayer warrior on the on the bottom. Uh, they're awesome. And then if you're if you're a lady, we have some with the Holy Bible with a uh, picture of a lily next to it. Uh, they're awesome. And if you got kids, we got some some pretty nice ones for kids too. If uh, if you want to support us, then you can do that on the website. There's a a PayPal account. If you don't like PayPal, you can just skip that. Just push. Uh, don't push save. It'll take your debit card to that, uh, and the, and you can. There's an address where you can send a check in if that's what you want to do. Right now, I just want to. I just want to thank all of you who are supporting this ministry. Um, we do have bills as far as you know, uh, producing and editing and and be you know the the web page and stuff like that, the site. Uh, but I, I you know I just want to. Thank you for, for lifting out that 11 o'clock prayer. We're getting so many letters and emails, uh, people being saved and, and listening and, and being saved. It's awesome, you know, because that, that means it's going out. You know, I, I've written down all the uh, all the website and, and I've kind of laid it, uh, pay the paper down, but Spotify and iTunes and and uh, so many different ones that, that, that we've, we've gone out on. And like I said, I just got an email from Apple uh, telling me that they've they've gone uh, international with it, and it's just it's just an awesome thing to hear how far they've gone with that. 
like I said, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, I just found the paper, Cameroon, Republic of Congo, Libya, uh, Montenegro, Monaco, R Rwanda, Zambezi, US, UK, Canada, Australia, Japan, and Germany. Uh, we're on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple, iTunes. It's, it's just going uh, over... 20 territories internationally it's gone to. And that's because of you folks. And I just want to just uh, thank you again for listening to our broadcast and making us what we are. Now, if you bow your heads, dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you, Lord God, for your many blessings, Lord God, and for your healing hands being put on some. You know, we've gotten some good news. Uh, we prayed for that 80-year-old uh, uh, that had coronavirus, and we're understanding she's up. She's doing well. Praise Jesus. We thank you for your healing hands upon her and all those that are doing so well, Lord God. Uh, we thank you for the for the vaccines that are coming out right now in Jesus' name. It's just a it's just a wonder, Lord God, that you the, the wonders that you perform. And we thank you for all those that are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ and doing so well. Thank you for all that you do, Lord God. Keep blessing this ministry as we grow. And Father, we just thank you for all that you do. We ask that you would just continue to help us grow. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen and Amen. God bless you till he brings us back once again.